Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. Listen, we want to help as many contractors as possible, and we need your help to spread the love. Uh, do us a favor at the end of this podcast. Like us, share us, leave a review, get the information out to others, and uh, help them make their business better as well. And if you're looking to connect with other like-minded contractors, check out our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. There's some great conversations being had in there. Lots of stuff, uh, information being shared. Check that out. And if you're looking to take your business to the next level, always check out our uh, paid coaching group called The Profit Club. And you can learn more about that at hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. So on today's uh, podcast, we're talking about moving the needle forward. Which way is your business needle moving? Uh, the inspiration behind this, title on this podcast is one of my favorite books. I mean, it's a, it's a book that really moved me. It's called The Slight Edge. I know you're familiar with the book. I know you like it. John Olson, right? Is that the author? Uh, I think Jeff Olson is the author. Oh, oh you're right. Jeff Olson. It, it's, a, it's an easy read. It's powerful. It just talks about everything you do in your life. Like you're moving the needle one direction or the other. So it's not really static. You know, it's like, okay, I guess you could feel your engine of your vehicle and then park it in the driveway and not drive it. And then the needle for the engine, you know, the needle for your fuel was not going to move one direction or the other. But if you're not driving that vehicle, the needle is actually ticking back super, super, super slow, right? Because if you didn't drive it for a year, that fuel would not be good. So you're, you're actually tilted, you know, the needle's going in a certain direction, right? So it, it just makes me think about, Every little thing you do from, you know, what you eat, you know, the phone calls you make, the phone calls you don't make, it's ticking, it's ticking your, your needle forward in your business. And so that's really, that's really etched in my head. It's like, Hey, what am I doing right now to help tick my needle forward to tick things, you know, to get progress growing, going in the company, you know, and if I just took the day off, you know, the needle might be going backwards. Or if I don't make the phone call during that day, if I don't make my five sales calls in the day, my needle's actually, you know, going backwards. I know you read the book. I know you're a big fan of it. What, what does that make you think about? Well, this hits home this week because just this week, my one helper has COVID. And so he's not working. And I worked with him on Friday, the day that he tested positive. So I self-quarantined all this week. I sent my office manager to work from home. I guess I didn't send her. I told her to work from home. So I've just been quarantined in my own house for the whole week and I have one employee working out in the field and that's it. So we're, I mean, we're losing money this week. The, the needle is going backwards. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But, you know, we want to be safe and we don't want to cause any other issues. So tomorrow morning, Eric, I'm going to go get tested and hopefully it's going to be negative. Only because, here's the thing, tomorrow or Friday rather, Friday, I'm shooting a local match that we're hosting 
And uh, I got I was supposed to work it on Saturday. So I was already taking Friday off. Well, let, let's hope let's hope you get the test results you need. And so, but some people, some people that don't don't know any better be like, well, you still got a guy working, you're still ticking the needle forward in your business. But if you really know your numbers, if you've done, if you've, you know, if you're studying your business, you're working on your business, then you realize. You know, you probably need a certain amount of people working in the business to bring in a certain amount of income. That one guy is not going to bring in enough. So while he's still working in your business, some people might have the mindset, hey, the needle's ticking forward, but it's not because you need a certain amount of guys ticking the needle forward. So that that's what I really want to impress upon with people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that goes the, back to knowing your numbers and all that. that. As far as the book goes... There was a quote in there that I absolutely love, and I've used this a lot, and that is, things that are easy to do are even easier not to do it. I don't know if you remember that quote from the book. I do now that you said it. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's one of my favorite quotes because it's like, oh, it's easy. You just go, you know, go record some lives on your Facebook and get some business. But it's like, it is easy, but it's even easier not doing that. Right. And there's, there's your, like, you're not working, you're not focused on ticking the needle for you. And so by, by default, you're ticking the needle back. And so I guess, I guess I really want people to like, kind of, you know, have an, a reality check on that. And then I, I got some five things that, that have all, that always helped me reboot, you know, recalibrate. And these, these five things kind of help me refocus to keep that needle moving forward. And if I find myself like, Slight edge, like I didn't work hard enough today. Because life is like a graph, you know. I mean, it's okay to have a little bit of downtime, but like that needle should be going up, and then it can it can decline a little bit, but then it goes up again. Imagine like the stock market; we want it to continue to rise, and even if it falls for a day or two, you're still well above what you used to be, you know, a month ago or last year. So it it, it can ebb and flow a little bit, but you should be focused on always managing that. Otherwise, you know. A month goes by, six months goes by, a year goes by, you get an autopilot and and you're down. You know, you don't feel like it, but the needle is not in the right direction. You got to refocus and recalibrate and go. Yeah. And there's the thing is that there's so many aspects to it, right? So you can be killing in your sales game, right? Selling, selling like crazy. But if you're not job costing, you could be losing money on every job. You know what I'm saying? So there's so many different aspects in your business that you have to do and stay up on that it can be easy. It can easily, you can easily think that you're moving the, the needle forward, but in reality, it's going backwards. And if you're not paying attention to that, I mean, you can really be hurting yourself. I think a lot of young craftsmen, even old craftsmen that start their business and they get going they they're not real true entrepreneurs yet. They haven't really, you know, figured it out yet. And that's, that's kind of a, a tough spot to get in. I remember when I first started, you know, like I thought it was doing great, and, but I wasn't focused on the business enough. Like the, you know, like you said, the numbers, you know, getting taxes in order, all that stuff, you know, you just get going and then you're like, Oh, I got to, you don't work on your business. All of a sudden you're in the business. It's been 364 days and you're like, Oh crap, I got to pay taxes tomorrow. I got to figure this, this out. And so then, then, Suddenly, if you get that pain enough, now you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on it a little bit earlier this year. I mean, that that's kind of the thing, and I guess that's down to a, a different level I was talking about. But if you're really looking to scale your business, if you're really looking to achieve some goals, part of that would be you know writing them down and then like figuring out the little 
you know, what it takes to get in that direction, create a list and like tackle it. Like you do with Asana. I haven't figured out Asana yet. I saw some things you're putting in there for me to do. I'm like, oh, I got to figure out this new system. I know how you love those systems, Eric. I know how you're just so tech savvy. I, I mean, you should just, you know, you should write it on a note and then put it in a, and then mail it to me. And then I'll get the note and I'll open it up. And I'm like, oh, Brad wants me to do this. Can we go back to the old school like that? Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody how we're on our 24th episode and you just figured out your email was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> How every time we go to record these, I send you the link and it takes 15 minutes to find the link. Hey, oh, I didn't figure it out actually. Melody figured it out. But that's, that's, that's going to be one of my steps that I'm talking about in Ticking the Needle. One of the steps, I mean, we've already almost covered a couple of them. And I don't know if we should just give it, go in a certain order or just start talking about them. Hey, lead the way. Be the pathfinder. Path, what is it? Pathfinder? Is that what they call them? Yeah, be the pathfinder. All right, let me put this in four-wheel drive and let's, get, let's carve a path. Everyone's got a to-do list and they're, they're massive, right? Like so many things are in your mind. You know, one of the things you need to do is just you need to focus on like the critical tasks that need to be done to like move, move you in the direction of your goal. And even if it's, some, you know, small things like that, but having, having some kind of list, a power list, not a to-do list, you know, it could be a get shit done list, power list, critical list, do or die list. You know, there's certain things that you should, you want to get done. Like this, these things have to get done, kind of put deadline to them and, and, and make sure they get done. Win the day. I got a great suggestion tip for that, Eric. And this, uh, I, would, I would bring my whole team in or at least depending on what parts of your business you're going to work on. Let's just say you have an, an office staff that, that may include sales, it may include marketing, it may include clerical, whatever. You bring them in and say, you know, what are the top five things that we need to focus on right now in our business? And you only pick five, or it could be three, or it could be, you know, one, but no more than five. And then you have a dry erase board and you list those five things. You, you probably can't see it right now, but right behind me on the wall, I have my dry erase board with my five things. And it says at the very top, top five priorities. And you list them out and you write down, you know, what do you need to do? And then you have another column that says, why do we need this? And then another column that says, what's the status of this, of this thing, this project? And those are the only five things that you work to get off the board. And so once, that one, once one of them is knocked off the board, then you go back and say, okay, what's the next thing that we need to add to the list? And you just focus on those five priorities at one time. I don't mean at the same time, but you know, throughout your business, it, one, of them, you know, one of them might be something big like write SOPs. Well, that's going to be a long involved process, right? But you just break that down into like each week, write one process or whatever it is. So that one's going to be on the board for a long time. You may have another thing that is create a form to track PTO. It could be something simple like that. Something that you struggle with every day or whatever. But having a dry erase board in the office where everybody can see the top five priorities and then always putting focus on those in your meetings and stuff that will help you tick the needle forward in your business on those top five priorities. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> that's like your whiteboard asana, you know, right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and that takes me to, to the number two bullet point that I put down is like some micro steps. Because, I mean, let, let's, let's break it down in a different fashion. Like, 
hey, I really want to move my business forward. I want to scale. I want to make more clients. I want to get more whatever, uh, get more lead generation. So, you know, lead generation would be something that's important to you and you want to get it done, just like something you put on your board, your whiteboard, right? And then so you have to create the little micro steps to help that lead generation. So, you know, you might have a handful of micro steps that you want to tackle each day. So it's like, you're not going to just wake up and go, I want lead generation and like, you're going to just all of a sudden it's all going to happen, right? It, sometimes it might be like, hey, I got to call a guy and find out more about Google ads. I don't know him well enough. You know, it's, a micro step would be just picking up the phone and getting a contact, calling a, uh, one of your peers in your, in your peer group, you know, going on Google, trying to find someone who can help you with it or whatever, just these micro steps. And if you just get that one little thing done that day, and then another one might be like, Hey, I got to call my graphic designer and you know get. I need new logos for my truck. That's going to help me get new leads. So if you have like five little micro steps to get you closer to generating more leads, which would help you scale your business and and grow, then then that would be one of the little micro steps. Uh, too many people, uh, you know, you you can't eat an elephant all in in one sitting. You got to do it a bite at a time. So that, you know, everyone's heard that saying. You just got to like find out these little micro things. And so set the power list and then create these little micro things to do. And and it might be like, you know, the power list is is call those those five little things. You know, get online, call a peer, call the graphics guy. You know, all those things just have to be listed out and you have to attack them. More importantly, you have to schedule. Scheduling. That takes so, me... That's time blocking. That's the next one that I have on here. Yeah, well... So, you know, your five priorities, if we're sticking with that theme, you know, your five priorities are not going to be necessarily scheduled. That's just the overall arching thing. This is what we need to fix in our business. We need to hire people. Okay. How do we hire people? You know, why do we need to hire people? We need it because we need to fulfill what we've sold, right? We need a production. And then where are we at in the process? And that can just be as simple as, you know, we're going to hire Applicant Pro to do all this for us. And that could literally just be one phone call to, you know, or one email or one get online or whatever. And then once that's set in place, then that priority may be removed off the board, but you have to have those steps. It could just be one step as simple as call Applicant Pro, okay? And then you put that on your schedule. The action step would be tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to have my office manager call and set that up. That's your action step. That's a simple, very simple example, right? But if you have a complex example of like SOPs, which really never, ever stop. I mean, once you're done writing SOPs, you pretty much got to rewrite them, right? They're always changing. And so that could be an action step where you have to schedule, you know, maybe 30 minutes every day, you have to write a something, a step in your SOP or you know, every Thursday for three hours, you're going to block out and write SOPs, whatever that might be. But that's the action steps and you got to schedule that. Yeah. One of the things you said is like, you know, making the phone call, it might like, it could be something simple. That's the micro step mentality right there. I just got to make this phone call and get, get the ball in the, in the air, right? Got to get the ball in the air. I'm going to call my graphics guy and say, hey, I need some new, something new fresh for the truck. This is what I want to do. You're on the phone for five minutes, four minutes as you're you know, BSing about what's going on, how you been. And then one minute of like, this, this has to get done. So that, that gets done. But the bigger, the bigger, more important things, they might need time blocking. And that's one of the other bullet points that I wanted to mention is time blocking certain things. So like 
you know, this podcast, we time block it. It's on the calendar. You know, we get it done. It'd be easy just not to do it if we didn't block the time. And we set it up as a non-negotiable and we just do it. So like, if you wanted to, you know, create new ad copy on your website, you know, even if you're not doing the website, maybe you have someone else doing it for you. You've hired someone, but you still have to put out the content. You still have to, you know, create photographs. Maybe you hire the photo- photographer, you make the phone call and get the photographer. But the reality is you got you to gotta sit down and create the ad copy and that might, might take time like the SOPs. So you got to block the time. Hey, I'm going to get this done. And sometimes if you're lucky, you can block that in the middle of your, you know, seven to 3.30 time. But sometimes that time blocking is like, hey, I have to do this after hours. I got to get everything else done. I got all my other responsibilities, my obligations, you know, father, son, you know, dad, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, everyone's in bed from nine to 9.30. I'm going to put in a little time and get this done. So sometimes it takes that kind of stuff, that kind of time blocking to make it happen. Yeah. And and here's a little tip on time blocking. You need to fill your whole schedule out. Some people like to take Sundays and they they schedule the whole week and you know for the whole next week of everything that's going on. But you just need to what you really need to do is fill out the whole schedule. So let's just say Monday, you have three sales calls you got to do, right? And you block out, you know, nine a.m. to eleven to do your sales calls, right? And those are the only like major three things you got to do that day. Well, you still need to schedule out the rest of the day. You need to put in there, and it could be even like. From 9 to 11, I'm doing sales calls. From 11 to 12, I'm going to take lunch. Uh, 12 to 1 p.m., I'm going to return emails. You know what I'm saying? From 1 to 2, I'm going to screw around and watch TV, even though you shouldn't watch TV. But I'm just using that as an example. Like you, you schedule in everything. You schedule in all your whole day. So when you look at your calendar, there shouldn't be any openings in your calendar. And you can schedule... You schedule in like non-task uh, times. So you can have Monday from three to four. It's scheduled, but the title is just catch-all time, right? And that can just be finish whatever didn't get done that day. So, but it's still scheduled on your calendar. It's not an actual empty block on your calendar. So when you look at your calendar, the entire day is completely full. Well, that, that definitely keeps you focused. And when you do that, you can you can block time for those those uh, that power list, those times to get things done, right? AM, like if you can get your your five little things that you really have to get done done, you know, before noon, like you're you're in a good spot. You're winning the day. You've already ticked the needle, and then then you're chasing everything else. You know, it's like, you know, it just like you said, it's if it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. And the the thing is, like what I find is from like seven to five for me you know, running 15 people, it's like, I'm constantly the sounding board, you know? I mean, I, I have a, I have a pretty good team. I have pretty good staff, but, you know, even, even if, you know, if, if I have 15 people and they're all super tight and they only need me for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes a day times 15, it's like all those, all those time slots are coming at me. And so, you know, I've, I've learned to to set it up and go, Hey, don't even talk to me from this time to this time. This is my production hours. I'm working with the crew. I'm making sure things are tight, ordering, doing those kind of things. When I can pull my head up and and look around for a minute from 10 a.m. to 11, you know, I can meet with you and I can meet with you. I can block 15 minutes. I'll block an hour if you need it, whatever. So that 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 goes into what you're talking about and time blocking. You can block them for whatever. For me, you know, 
personally, I don't want to block, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom at this time to that time, right? You know, I mean, I know for me, I'm not a C personality. I can see a C personality. It's like, okay, I'm going to block out 15 minutes for this and I'm going to do that. And then it gives me an hour and then I got to block out my drive time. It's like, I don't, I don't want to do it that tight, but it's, it's really critical to me to block these other time slots. Otherwise, I don't, I don't get that stuff done because there's just too many people coming at me. Yeah, but the, the key thing here though, Eric, is that you're being intentional with your time. So see, a lot, of, a lot of contractors will answer the phone whenever it rings, right? It doesn't matter if they're out in, the, out in the field working, if they're in the office, they just answer the phone every time it rings. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't answer your phone, but you know we have a calendar, we currently using Calendly uh, links so that we can schedule events, right? And so our process is that when someone calls in, my office manager answers the phone, gets the information, asks for pictures. She does all her pre-qualifying stuff. And then if they're looking for like a remodel or something, they send the pictures in. We send them, we email them the link to schedule the discovery call, right? Well, that calendar only has certain days and times of the week that are blocked out. It's not, it's not a Monday, you know, it's not a... a eight to five, Monday through Friday, pick a time that works for you. No, it's like on Mondays, I'm doing uh, invoicing and stuff. So I don't do calls on Mondays. So it's, you know, the times available might be Tuesday from eight to 12, Thursday from eight to 12, you know, Wednesday from uh, one to five, you know, and Friday from whatever, one to five. Like there's only certain time blocks of the day that they can schedule a call with me. And that's on purpose. That way I'm not trying to do invoices Monday and then all of a sudden I got to stop what I'm doing to do a sales call because I'm not in sales call mode, right? I'm in invoice mode or estimate mode or whatever mode I'm in at that moment. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt that. So even though you're scheduling your time, it doesn't have to be like I'm scheduling every second of my day. And like you said, going to the bathroom and all that, but you do need to be able to segment that into different times that makes sense. And then we have another, a whole nother calendar for on-site visits. So if we do the discovery call, everything's great. Then we send them another link so they can schedule on-site visits because I only do those at different times and days. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it doesn't turn into this, you know, on Monday, I got 15 phone calls and two on-site visits. And then, you know, the rest of the week, I have nothing going on. It's everything is intentionally scheduled that way. The important thing, the, the important thing about this is, first of all, a lot of people don't know what Calendly is. And let's just let's just put it out there. I know you think everyone knows this. It's just stuff. the scheduling. It's just this calendar scheduling program. <laughs> well, but so it's it's something that connects to your phone, you know, and and the the time blocks are blocked, and you can give it to your clients. And so, but the cool thing is, like Brad just knows, hey, from eight to four, I'm available for discovery calls, and you know, it's it's blocked out for months at a time, right? But if he says, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to have lunch with my wife on such and such date. We're going early. We're going to do something. He can put that in the calendar and then it blocks it out from Calendly. So then it, there's no conflict there. So having that one calendar and setting up those time blocks is important. It doesn't mean that from eight to 12 or the, you know, the rest of the Tuesdays of his life, you know, he's making sales calls because if something else important comes up, he can block that out on his calendar and then it cross-references it with Calendly. So it's it's things like this, you know, these kind of systems and this kind of technology 
helps you with those kind of things. That's why I I always say technology is a force multiplier, right? It makes Mm -hmm. you that much better. So I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put a link in the show notes to Calendly. There's other ones out there. There's other types of things similar to that. Calendly is just probably the most popular. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can go check it out for yourself and see if it works. It integrates with your other calendars, whether you use Google or Outlook or iCal or whatever. It integrates with those calendars. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, the time blocking is critical because look, before I started doing time blocking, I know what people are going to think. They're like, oh, I don't have time to learn that. It's a learning curve. And I'm not going to, I'm really tight. I know all my stuff. I get my shit done. Don't worry. But, you know, the problem is you think you're tight, but you're not. You, if, if you really audited yourself, you could get tighter and you could move the needle forward faster. I'm not saying you're never going to get where you want to get go, but you know you might get there 10 years earlier and then have a lot of time left to do a lot more and, and bigger things. And so the time blocking is, is pretty critical. And, and like I said, I think people, I think a lot of entrepreneurs think, oh, I'm just so busy, I don't have time for that. But it actually creates more time to be able to do these other things and you become less stressed out so you're healthier, you know, mentally and from all that stuff. So the time blocking is a is a great way to because you know for me, I remember I would feel guilty because I couldn't get to everything. So at the end of the day, I was like scrambling around trying to get to everything. At the end of the day, I would literally lay in bed and, and feel guilty because I didn't get to everything. And with time blocking, I feel like, hey, I blocked it. I was super efficient. I audited myself. I did everything I can today. I'm only human. You know, the, the rest of them I'll have to get to tomorrow or the next day, or maybe I'll hire someone else. See, that's why I just don't schedule anything, Eric. And then I don't feel bad at the end of the day for not getting it done. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's awesome sarcasm. <laughs> well, this, this, this comes back to delegating too. So there's another bullet point. So you got the power list, you got the micro steps, and then time blocking to make those things happen, right? And then the delegating is a big factor. And I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs and craftsmen turning businessmen are, they're all control freaks and they think they can do everything better, faster and all that stuff. But, you know, when you start to delegate, spread some of those responsibilities across people, that becomes a force multiplier too. And you get where you need to go faster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's no one says you got to do it all yourself. I mean, in the beginning, you are going to do it all yourself, but the quicker you can delegate that stuff and hire the better. If you're answering the phone and you're working out in the field, that's that's a tough place to be in. So maybe you hire a answering service for you, right? Or maybe you hire a part-time person that only works from 8 to 12 every day and then you answer the phone in the evenings. I mean, there's lots of solutions to the problem. But what we see is, you know, the contractors, I got to answer the phone. I got to answer the phone. I remember my electrician that I used to use, not my current electrician, he was a good dude. I mean, really good dude. I liked him. We were friends and he, they did good work. He had lots of guys that did great work. And we go to, he wanted to take me to lunch because he's one of those guys that like, I mean, I'm, I was a general. He was my sub. He would take all his people to lunch to keep him happy, right? Because he wanted to keep getting the business from us. And so we're at lunch having a conversation and his phone rings. He's like, oh, hold on a second. I got to take this. And it's, it's a customer. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do it. You know, it's like, okay, no problem. Puts it down. Five minutes later, phone rings again. Hold on, hold on. I got to take this. And then like through the whole lunch meeting, he's just answering his phone because he felt like, I even asked him about it. I'm like, dude, why don't you just turn your phone off? 
well, I got to answer these customers because if I don't answer them, you know, then somebody else is going to scoop them up. And I'm like, okay, you know, there may be a little bit of truth in that if you don't answer your phone. But I mean, if you can call them back within the hour, usually it's okay. But if that's the case, then hire someone to answer your phone for you. If you can't go to lunch for 45 minutes to an hour and not answer your phone, that's a bigger problem. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's the guilt factor right there too. You know, he's he's probably, I bet you if you audited his time, I bet you he's losing a lot in certain places. And so what happens is he starts overlapping certain things that he's, he technically is trying to time block time with you and, and uh, other subs to make everyone happy. But then he's also, you know, overlapping his phone call block. You know, so if someone's calling between 1130 and, and 1230 and you don't jump, you know, you don't take the phone call right away or it's not gone to your dispatch. Oh, let me get a message. He's out to lunch. You know, if, if that's, if you can't do that, you know, people aren't just going to freak out and go, oh, well, it's 12 o'clock. I called him. He didn't call me back. I mean, he didn't answer the phone call. I'm going to call someone else. Right. So th- there's, th- I, th- that's me assuming that that's kind of what happens, but I can see that that's happening. Shit. I've, I've done that before, you know? And uh, for now, like for now, there's only a handful of people that like, I will take the phone call no matter what. There's only like less than five people that I will literally drop what I'm doing and take and, and answer the phone. That's if I don't have the phone shut off. So that's why you don't answer my calls whenever I call you. Yeah, mostly. You're number six. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that electrician. He, he would, I mean, he, he was using his cell phone number. Everybody had a cell phone number, right? And so people were calling him all hours of the night and stuff. So he gets a, a new phone number for himself. He, he takes his phone number and gives it to his office person to answer the phones. He gets a new cell phone for himself and then he doesn't give that, that number out to anyone. And so like me being the general contractor and needing to get a hold to figure out what's going on, I'd have to call that number and he had a part-time person working. So I'd have to leave a message. They, would get, they wouldn't call me back until like the next day, half the time. And then it was like, well, I'll have to get with, get with him and, and find out what... The, so it was like a three-day process just to be able to say, hey, man, are you going to be able to come out next Tuesday or not? And so I quit using them. I literally quit using them because I'm like, dude, if you can't even give me your cell phone, like I'm not going to call you in the evenings. I'm not going to bother you. I'm, not, I'm going to respect your time. If you can't even give me your cell phone, then I'm, I'm going to find somebody else. And it's not because I want to direct access like instantly to him. It's because the other way took so long. This is this is important to, to feedback on this story because in the beginning it was probably okay, you know he'd probably get a call once a day. Oh, I got to take this. It was important, and then it was you know twice a day, and then it was once an hour, and then so you know it's like, and then it's like, hey, people are taking their lunch break. They want to try and catch them on lunch, and since he would always take those calls, like all of a sudden it's scaled to a point where he trained himself to handle it that way. That was just his. That was his SOP. That's his standard operating procedure. Well, that's the take- thing though, Barry. He trained all his subcontract or his general contractors and customers that that's how he operated. Exactly. So when, you, when you go from, hey, you can contact me all day, all night, any hours of the day. And then the next, the next day, it's you can't ever get a hold of me again. Like you just, you just totally cut off the whole process that you were using. 
see, that's what I'm saying. That the needle was ticking forward for him. It was ticking forward and, and he was growing, right? But then it hit this wall. I mean, this is a moving target. I've talked about that before. I said it once, I said it a thousand times. Business is a moving target and you have to be able to make changes quickly and move along. And so he just kept going that way. He should have made some, some changes. He should have started time blocking. He should have left a voicemail that said, Hey, if I don't take your call, I could be at lunch or with another client. You know, just please leave a message or get back to you within the hour. You like little things like that. The moving targets changing. He could have done some things like that, but he didn't. He just was in it and and so deep that the needle suddenly wasn't ticking forward anymore. It started ticking backwards. Yeah, and that's why I left him. I mean, not that we do a ton of work a year, but you know, we were doing probably 10, 15 jobs a year we needed the services. And these were, you know, they could be three or $4,000 jobs. So it wasn't, I mean, we weren't his best customer, don't get me wrong, but we definitely weren't just a one-time customer calling either ceiling fan changed out. You know what I'm saying? So he lost my business because of that. I still like him. He's I, he's still a good dude. He's a friend, but I'll, I won't use him. And his guys do great work. I love his guys that came out. They did great work. Never had a problem with him. But it was between that and taking a month to get my invoice from him. <laughs> that yeah, that's tough. When I'm when his three thousand uh, dollar invoice is holding up, you know, ten thousand dollars of a final payment, that was kind of a big deal. Right. So th- this is funny. I mean, there's the delegating thing, right? So there's there's the bullet that I want to talk about. It's like delegate invoicing to someone. So as soon as you get to a point where you become the holdup, you know, you're you're holding everything up. You need that's when you start to really need to be looking at delegating some part of your business to where you, either that becomes quicker because you love invoicing or whatever, or you don't love invoicing. You delegate it to a, to someone else who can get it done. So it's really it's interesting to me because he actually thought he was taking the needle forward. Hey, I'm gonna take these guys to lunch. He actually thought like he was doing a good thing, you know, and it probably worked for him for years. But then it hit a wall and then it started, it's like started, it bounced off the wall. And here you guys got upset by it. And then the needle went backwards instead of it going forwards. But he was actually thinking he was going in the right direction. Meanwhile, it was going horribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Delig- it, it, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's so many things you can talk about with that. But, you know, it, it was just, uh, this is why from, from day one, Eric, I never used my cell phone. From the day one when I, hardly had any money to run my business. I had a separate phone number. I mean, even when I was getting like one phone call a week, you know, in the very, very beginning, I still was paying like 30 bucks a month for a phone number because I never wanted people to have my cell phone. So, you know, there's two, there's two trains of thoughts on that. I know this is kind of a side tangent of where you want to go, but you either start with your cell phone with the, with the plan of at a certain point, giving up that number and getting a new number for yourself and using that phone number for your business, or you just get a whole separate business number. It can be, a, you can get a Google voice number. It can be a second line on your cell phone. So I, that's just a tip that I would never use my personal cell phone as my business line number. Cause I don't want people calling me at Sunday evening at 9 PM because they have this emergency of their toilet won't flush. You know what I'm saying? Like that, could, like, that yeah. could be a shitty situation, bro. It could be. No pun intended. But on Sunday night, it's not your problem, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's very, even with remodels, even when we're doing remodels, I tell people like, look, this is our expectation of contact. If it, unless your house is either on fire 
or water is spraying everywhere, there's not really any other time that you need to contact me after hours. It's not an emergency. If we can't deal with it the next day, the next morning, then it's, you know, it's not an emergency. So, and I, I only know of one time in 11 years, and it wasn't even when I had my own business, this is when I was working for somebody else. But in like 15 years of being in construction, I know of one time it was an emergency where a water line broke in the bathroom overnight and was spraying water everywhere. That's an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your paint colors, the fact that you don't like the paint color that we put on the walls today, that's not an emergency. That, That can wait till tomorrow. That's not an emergency. Karen. Take a Xanax and go to bed. You said Cindy. Is that the new Karen for you? I was just making up a name. <laughs> Cindy. That's a good one. So back to delegate. Delegate or stagnate. I, that's always stuck with me. I don't know where I heard that. It's like, you got to delegate or you're going to stagnate. So I wanted to leave that one on there. The, the, other, the other step and probably like, we'll just call this the final step in what I think is like five little things to help you stay focused on taking the needle forward is to create some accountability by sharing some of your goals. Just by sharing your goal with someone, just by telling someone you're going to do that, it, it raises the chance that you'll actually do it like 25%. Well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. It down too. Yeah. Well, just writing it down, it goes up a certain amount. Telling someone it goes up a certain amount. You know, creating a deadline that you shared with someone, you know, makes it go up. Because the last thing I want to do is, you know, meet up with you again and go, oh, hey, tell me about that new um, lead generation, you know, thing that you got going on. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I didn't do it. You know, but if I don't tell you, then, you know, there's no, there's no guilt factor that's going to press me to do it. I don't want to look like a loser to you, right? So I'm going to get it done. If you want to, if you want to hold yourself accountable, whatever you're like, and this doesn't work obviously for every goal, but let's say you want to lose 20 pounds by Christmas or whatever, by the end of the year, go on your Facebook page and say, Hey, everybody, I'm planning on losing 20 pounds by Christmas. If you see me out somewhere eating junk food, smack it out of my hand or something, you know, I mean, something like that, because now you've announced to the whole world that you have a goal. And if you don't accomplish that goal, now you've basically let everyone down. That's accountability. Right. I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite things about, you know, our peer group is that, you know, we can, we can jump on there and say, Hey, this is what I'm, this is the, you know, where I would like to tick the needle and this is how I plan on doing it. And then you get feedback from people going, Hey, I did that once it didn't work. I made this adjustment and it worked really well. And now all of a sudden you're like, you're vibing off it. Right. But, um, I think that's one of the things I love about communities. I mean, I've, I've loved that for years and years and years having those kind of communities and, and groups. And that's one of the things I love about the profit club and the profit group. Yeah. Specifically in the, the profit club, I know we've talked about even having, you know, some type of an accountability program, creating a program within the group. And uh, that's not a high priority right this moment, but it's definitely something on the board, future things that we want to do. And so I remember we went to a convention, little event thing, and we had a guy talk, Andy Bailey, I think. He did this thing where he, we were, you know, we were in a group of people, contractors, and they said, okay, your partner sit next to your desk. That's your accountability partner. So what we did is every day you're supposed to, you're supposed to write down your goals and it was supposed to be less than three. Like you, you shouldn't have like more than three major goals 
you know, you could have like three business goals and like three personal goals, but you shouldn't have a bunch of different goals. You shouldn't have 15 goals, right? Because you just can't keep up track of all that. But you have your three goals and every day you would text each other. And I would just say, you know, like if, if you and I were doing it, I would every morning I would just text you and I would put two slash three, which means that I accomplished two of my three goals from the previous day. Or it could be at the end of the day, you know, two, three for that day. And then it was just a count. And then you would respond back with three slash three, meaning that you accomplished three of your three goals that day. And it was just, it's just a micro accountability. So every day, if, if it got to be where you're, you're putting, you know, zero dash three, zero dash three, one dash three, one dash three, zero dash three after a week, I'm gonna be like, Eric, what's going on? What's going on here, dude? You've, you, you're not even hitting your goals. What's happening? And then you have that accountability on a daily basis. And it's a very simple way to keep that in front of you. And I, I did this with my friends, just five friends local that I said, hey, you guys want to do this? And we said, cool. And so for over a year now, almost a year and a half, you know, every day we were putting on there, we would all comment each day, one, three, two, three, or two, two. Some people only had two goes, whatever. So it, it was good to just have that in your mind every single day because you knew you had to have some accountability to that. I'll be pushing like five, five. I'll be pushing like seven, three. What do you mean seven, three? How do you get seven, three? Like, oh, I did, I did extra. Did some extra curricular work. I did some extra bonus stuff. Extra points. But, we, but what I'd like to know about that is like, you're calling them goals, but like the bigger goal, like these are the micro things to get to the big goal. And I want to make sure people realize that because I, th- I think I'm understanding it correctly, but you know, you have set the big goal and you have the, the three things you want to do every day to get to that goal. And that's what you're sharing with each other and the accountability thing that ticks the yep. needle forward to get to that big goal. Those are the action steps. Yes. So the, the big goal, let's just say the big goal is to lose the 20 pounds by December. So the, And I figured out that I have to walk five miles every day to get that goal. Well, yeah. so that is the step. So if I only if I only walk 4 miles, I don't get to count that. So that would be zero of one of that goal. And so what if one of the action steps is like don't drink beer? And so if you don't drink beer, do you accomplish the goal? If that's your goal. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Don't drink beer for a year. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that, that's it, man. I mean, I, I don't know if we kind of went out of order, but I mean, those are the things that you can really do to tick the needle. I, I really want to highly recommend that, that book. Jeff Olson, The Slight Edge. You can, they can get it on our website. It's in the, it's in, tell them how to get to that book. Uh, it is in the website at the Tools of the Trade section and you can download it or buy it, not download it. You can yeah. buy it uh, there. It's a real easy, short read. It's not very big. It's a really good read because I mean, actually, that it's a book that if if I recommending a book to a contractor, that'll be a book that I give them to because I, I think it's pretty easy to get through, but it's super powerful. You know, sometimes it the is. easy reads are they're crap, but this is a super easy read and super powerful. It's just like hits you home. So I just want to make sure that the people that know about that book write it down. You can find it on our tools of the trade on the website and some other books that Brad and I recommend. But yeah, man. Get your power list. Think about of of your of the goals that you want to get to. Create the micro steps. Time block it out to get them done. Delegate anything you can because if you don't delegate, you're going to stagnate. And then I think probably one of the most important things is to share the share those goals. Kind of create some accountability. Even if you just share them, you get this inner 
inner monologue going on that you want to get it done because you don't want to look like a loser to your peers. So it just, it creates a little bit of accountability. And so those are really the five things that I think people need to just think about day in and day out every day. Here's an important thing to that. Your accountability partner should never be your spouse. It should never be your spouse. It should always be someone who's actually going to hold you accountable and is not someone close to you. It's almost better if it's uh, someone who's not close to you. Yeah, and if if you guys want some tough love, really, really tough love, uh, hit me up and I'll get you Brad's cell number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll share Brad's cell number with you, and then you can start texting him your action steps. Because yeah. if you don't, if you don't hit the number, you're gonna get you're gonna get an ass kicking, a whooping, yeah, a verbal lashing. I don't give out my cell phone number, Eric. So if you do that, I'll be on a plane to California real quick. <laughs> All right. But you can reach us. I mean, you can always reach us out. We're on every platform pretty much. And I know Eric's going to tell you in a second, but honestly, you can always shoot us a message. We're not unreachable. We, we actually check the messages ourselves. Um, well, except for Eric. I think he's got an assistant that does everything for him. Does she even go to the bathroom for you too, Eric? Or? Don't start, Brad. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. I know you wouldn't even know how to put your pants on in the morning if it wasn't for your wife. So. He's speechless. He's speechless. All right, man. So yeah, we'll put some links in the show notes. We'll link to the book, the, the Slide Edge and the, the books that we have in the Tools of the Trade. And we'll put a link in there for Calendly. So you guys can check that out. Um, there are other platforms out there. It doesn't have to be Calendly. Calendly is just the most, probably the, the easiest to use. But yeah, I think that's it, Eric. Take micro, set your goals, write them down, take micro steps and keep moving the needle forward. Thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. Check it out, man. We're really vibing over in our groups. You know, you got our uh, our free group. You just have to enter a couple of questions and we'll get you on in there. Uh, it's the Profit Group over on Facebook. And for our, our paid coaching group, it's called the Profit Club. If you want to learn more about that, head on over to Hammer and Grind. It means a lot to us if you just take the time to uh, rate and review. And we want you to make the world a better place because, you know, contractors are kind of screwing some shit up and we want to help them out. And you can make the world a better place by sharing the podcast with them and letting them get into our click and uh, they're going to make us get better and we're going to make them get better until next time we'll catch you on the download have a great day